Corey. So where have you been, bud? Well, I actually went to uh, Italy, Europe to train with a train my voice with an opera singer. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were, uh, what did you say he was doing? He was uh, getting a job with the New York Jets because they fired everybody. That's right. Yeah, that's what we thought you oh, were doing. That's, the job is becoming their new national anthem. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, I, I, I got to train with uh, the late, the late great Seth Rogen. The op- opera singer, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. It's not the, not the same as like you know, other Seth Rogen that like. Of course not. No. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, different guy, different guy. Yeah. Okay, I got you, I got you. But uh, you know, it's he always complains about that uh, stupid uh, James Franco. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I I'm really excited to share how far I've come. Okay. We're ready for it. What are you singing for us today? Rami the pizza doll, make me the spaghetti. Mama pepperoni, papa regatoni. Make me the pizza sauce. It's not the same as the scatty sauce. No, it's not the same. General so chicken. Make it with the white rice. Make it with the brown rice. You're up in Asia. Beautiful flavors. Oh, thank you very much, Corey. That was, uh... That was, that was beautiful. That was, that was, that's going to be the future national anthem when we come back as Pangea. Oh, we become reverse Pangea? Yeah, everything's going to... Yeah, it's going to, like... It's going to basically be turning an egg inside out because oh, everything's going to drift. Right, yes, yes. Okay, I get it. I got you, I got you. <laughs> oh, anyway, Brian. everybody, welcome to, uh, welcome to Football After Dark. <laughs> oh, Matt is uh, not recovered from uh, he's, he's all fucked up. Corey's beautiful serenade. <laughs> that was he's... amazing. That was beautiful. I so, guys. To, I need to recover myself, though. To, to kick off today's episode, uh, Matt wants to take us on a journey. And we're, we're going to, to allow him to do so. I just feel it's customary okay. uh, to go down the career path that one Ryan Fitzmagic has made thus far. I think we owe him that much for the yeah. amount of content he's given us over es- the year. Especially since he came out uh, last night and for his retirement. Mm, exactly. He's retiring. So... Um, this is a chronological epitome of amalgamation words of his career. Yes. So, how did we get here? 2005, Ryan Fitzpatrick was drafted in the seventh round by the St. Louis Rams. Y'all remember he used to play for the Rams? Huh? Nope. No? Nope. <laughs> I mean, he was a seventh round pick. You shouldn't remember that. But he had the highest recorded Wonderlick score in, for an NFL quarterback, completing 48 of the 50 questions in under nine minutes. The curse showed its ugly head the first time on November 27th against the Houston Texans. The Rams starter at the time, Jamie Martin. Oh. <laughs> Who? 2007. 2005. This is 2005. In 2005. We weren't even in high school yet. He was a... I he was, was in eighth young, grade. He was a young rook. He, he was, was a young rook man. November twenty seventh, two thousand five, against the Houston Texans, starter Jamie Martin was injured 
and Fitzpatrick had to come in, come in relief. Facing a 24-3 deficit at halftime, Fitzpatrick threw three touchdowns in his first NFL appearance and led the Rams to a 33-27 victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So this has when, never changed. When did, when did Jamie get hurt? In November 27th, 2005. Yeah, but what? Like he came in in the game. Like, what part of the game did he come in? Uh, it must have been right before halftime, because it looks okay. like Fitzpatrick let a second half comeback. Okay. I didn't know if it was, like, if he had, like, a whole second half, or if it was, like, a quarter. Yeah, or, yeah I'm like, pretty sure it was a whole <laughs> a second whole half. game. <laughs> anyway, uh, Fitzpatrick, the, the, you would think, uh, charging up the magic in the rookie year, he'd be good. No, he came, rebounded hard. He threw no touchdowns in his first two starts and five interceptions in one game against the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> After a third consecutive poor performance, Fitzpatrick was benched for the healthy Martin. <laughs> All right. So th- this is – wow. This well, is – I thought this was just something that happened over the last, like, five years. No, this is literally this man's entire career. This is this man's entire <laughs> career. This is – I mean, like, Jamie couldn't have been doing too caught himself to just – be immediately benched for somebody who played one good half of football. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. In 2006, uh, Fitzpatrick served as a backup on the Rams. He didn't record any statistics, so he was charging up in 2006. In 2007, Ryan Fitzpatrick was traded to the Cincinnati Bengals just before the beginning of the season. <laughs> he served as a backup to Carson Palmer and did not record any statistics that season either. Two years of charging up. 2008. The first real sign of Fitzmagic's curse being associated with signing him to a deal became apparent. Fitzpatrick signed a one-year restricted free agent tender to remain with the Bengals in 2008. That year, Carson Palmer injured his elbow during week three, and Fitzpatrick had to start 13 games that season. (laughs) Throwing eight touchdowns to nine interceptions for 1,900 yards. His record that year was 4-8-1. He had a tie. Oh, God. So all that charging up was for nothing. He shot a dud. He shot a dud. He was, you know, he was still new to the, he was still new to the Fitzmagic game. He wasn't sure how to contain or use up his power. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Matt didn't mention is that five of those eight touchdowns were in that first game. Back <laughs> in, in one quarter. Next year, 2009, free agent Fitzpatrick signed with the Buffalo Bills for three years and $7.4 million. For the third time in his career, Fitzpatrick made his first appearance for the team as a result of the starter going down the injury. This time, Trent Edwards. Fitzpatrick went 4-4 four and four as a starter that year, throwing nine touchdowns for 10 interceptions for 1,422 yards. His first big career highlight was he had a game where he threw a 98-yard touchdown to T.O. In 2010, Trent Edwards was benched by head coach Chan Gailey, if you remember the great oh, Chan, Chan Gailey. Chan <laughs> Making Fitzpatrick the starter. Fitzpatrick had the best season of his career to that point, despite recording a 4-9 record as a starter, which is kind of like par for the course for this man. He had his most productive season. He threw 23 touchdowns to 15 picks and 3,000 yards. The highlight of this season was a massive comeback against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills became the first team in the NFL history to come back from 17 points down and win by more than 18. 
Fitz that, that's a big Fitz magic number. Like, I'm just, I know we're going to get to it, but I'm just really surprised that that Jets year 2015 with Brandon Marshall wasn't his best year. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So he, he charged up enough to, uh, in 2011, for the first time in his career, he entered an NFL season as an undisputed starter. And that year, he led an upset of the New England Patriots in week three. And over the course of the season, threw for over 3,800 yards and 24 touchdowns. It is here where the Bills succumb to the curse. Based on his improving performance, Fitzpatrick was signed to a six-year, $59 million contract <laughs> that stamped oh. him as Buffalo's first franchise quarterback since Jim Kelly. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Fucking Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> of course they would. In 2012, the year after, he posted one more impressive season of his career. 3,400 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and only 16 interceptions. Still only went 6-10, and 10, though. <laughs> and uh, it only took one year into this $59 million contract for Buffalo to realize that uh, maybe he's not the guy that's going to win us some playoff games. So in the offseason of 2012... Less well, less than two years after signing a $59 million contract, the Bills cut him and, and if you remember, drafted the great E.J. Manuel out of Florida State. Oh, oh the Bills. Oh. He's still in the league. Yes, he is. I know, right? He is still in the league. He's a Raider, isn't he? Mm, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Perhaps sensing opportunity, Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick curse that he is, signed with a team who featured perhaps the most injury-prone quarterback in the NFL, <laughs> the Titans with Jake Locker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The Titans were adrift, and Locker predictably was injured at several points throughout the season. <laughs> Fitzpatrick recorded a poor performance going 4-7 as a starter, 24-54 yards, 14 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. He'd be cut by Tennessee the following at the end of the season. I get it. The Hurt Locker. <laughs> and then 2014, things start getting spicy for our guy. All right. The Houston Texans wiped their slate clean after a really bad 2013 season. That's where they fired Gary Kubiak and brought in the quarterback whisperer, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Gary. <laughs> he was most known for being a. Uh, offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots from 2009 to 2011. With former starter Matt Schaub out the door, the Texans signed Fitzpatrick and traded and traded for Ryan Mallett from New England. Y'all Was remember? this the year after Matt Schaub had like 18 pick sixes? Like that's a that was yeah that was like the year but, that was but, the, yeah because that's what prompted Kubiak to get fired and the regime changed and everything. Okay, I think he like. In Schwab's first six games or something that year, he had pick six in each of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember when he led the league in passing that one time? <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't give a shit about things like that. <laughs> no, he led the league in passing. Yeah, so did Matt Schaub. Yeah, so year. did Drew Brees five times. So he did do it five times. Five times is yeah. Matt Schaub hasn't done it five times. <laughs> There's a big difference there. This was arguably now you have he's had better stat years, but arguably. The best offense Fitzpatrick's ever played with. You had Andre Johnson and Arian Foster in their prime, and DeAndre Hopkins as a rookie. Wow. Hopkins wasn't that good as a rookie, though. 
because he was good. He was he wasn't like as good as he is now, but he was. He really? was like a decent I think number he, two. Like he, was a, like he, a, was, he was like a J.J. Smith-Schuster almost. Maybe not as flashy, but, you yeah, know, with Andre he, Johnson taking everything. I think he, yeah, I think he only had like a 40 or 50 catch season. Yeah. I know he wasn't viable starting in fantasy. But, you know, leave it to Fitzpatrick you know, to play below the means of the league. He got benched in November after several ineffective performances for Ryan Mallett, you know, the guy that sat behind Tom Brady for a couple of years. Uh, Ryan Mallett with Terrace pectoral muscle <laughs> forcing Fitzpatrick back into the lineup. All right. And then... Oh, no. This is the best part so far. Fitzpatrick would have the best game of his career in Week 13 <laughs> versus the Titans throwing six touchdown passes. And then that was like expelled all his energy because he broke his leg in December and then putting an end to his hopes to lead the team to a playoff appearance. So that was his season in 2014. <laughs> Incredible. In 2015 is when the legend like really goes because this is where he signs with the New York Jets after being cut from Houston. <laughs> I love this part. This is my favorite part. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Positioning yourself as a veteran backup to a quarterback that really needed it, Geno Smith, <laughs> in the new regime led by Todd Bowles. <laughs> Smith would go on to get his job broken by a teammate he owed money to. Geno! 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 And the Jets! <laughs> shows you can't mess with the Fitzmagic curse, everybody. No. Fitzpatrick get broke. Yeah. <laughs> Fitzpatrick would go on to have the best season of his career. Veteran wide receivers Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker caught 26 of Fitzpatrick's 31 touchdown passes that year. Right. I just want how many more times are we going to say best season of his career or best game of his career left in this <laughs> script? That well, I at some point he's got to tail off, you'd think, right? <laughs> This is Fitzmagic. He just keeps overcoming himself and then keeps going worse than before. And Chris Ivory had a thousand yards rushing and seven touchdowns on the ground that year. The Jets were ten and five, headed into a Week Seventeen battle against the former Jets and now Bills coach Rex Ryan. The stage was set. When then the Jets would make the playoffs. It's more coincidental that Fitzpatrick's biggest heartbreak came as a New York Jet. He threw three fourth-quarter interceptions in a loss that came one week after beating the Patriots in overtime. Huh. Fitzmagic ran out. The tank got emptied. His work wasn't done yet because he was a free agent the next year. <laughs> they cut him after that year? Yeah, they wouldn't sign him. That's insane. Because they knew the curse. Right. He, he, although he was demanding a long-term deal, and the Jets wouldn't give it to him. And perhaps one of the smartest moves the Jets ever made, they signed Fitzpatrick to a one-year deal, guaranteed $12 million that would serve as a prove-it contract. So he did end up, like, re-signing. He was, like, cut because they didn't want to, like, pay him the money, but the extended deal money. But they signed him for a one-year term. Like, okay, you think you're worth it? Show us right. one more, like Fitzpatrick's like big chance. The big moment. Right. 
In week three, Fitzpatrick only proved that Fitzmagic still arrives. In arguably the worst game of his career, <laughs> Fitzpatrick threw six interceptions in a drubbing by my Kansas City Chiefs. All right. He was then benched against the Arizona Cardinals for Geno Smith. But Fitzmagic would not be denied. Smith was injured in the very next game. (laughs) And in that game, Fitzpatrick came in and led the Jets to a comeback win over the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) Why did no... Hold on. Why did no one figure it out? (laughs) Like, why was there not a team out there like, okay, clearly the secret is to not start him and put out... Little, just anybody. Like, put out, like, <laughs> your ba- like your fourth-string wideout at quarterback. You put out the punter, your emergency quarterback. Right, and make him play a quarter. <laughs> and then put, and even if he's not hurt, then put Fit, Fitzmagic in. And then after the game when you win, and they ask you, like, oh, you guys going to start? He's like, oh, no, we're, think, think, don't think gotta he's gotta ready. Gotta look at the tape. Gotta yeah, look we got to look at the look tape. At the tape. <laughs> gotta make sure he's ready. Why did no one figure it out? I don't know. They beat Cleveland the next week and then lost their next five straight. Throwing three touchdowns against six interceptions. I think wasn't that one of Cleveland's uh own sixteen year? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the own sixteen year. So he didn't. Wait, even... what year was this? Uh, twenty sixteen. So this was the own sixteen. That year. was the own sixteen year. So he didn't even he didn't even beat Cleveland. They just lost. <laughs> Cleveland just <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah, because no one really. Yeah, no one really beat Cleveland that year. Everyone just kind of lost. So we're starting to catch up. If Fitz Magic ripped the soul out of New York, and it was time to take his talents elsewhere. <laughs> In 2017, we're and? catching up to now, Fitzmagic signed a one-year deal to be the backup to young Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Winston had been durable the first two seasons of his career, so it was obvious that Fitzmagic sensed the young man needed to be dropped down a few pegs. <laughs> Winston suffered a nagging shoulder injury that would force Fitzpatrick to start three games and play spot duty and several others as the Bucks regressed from a promising 9-7 and campaign in 2016 to 5-11 in 2017. Now we're up to last year. With Jameis Winston suspended three games to open 2018, Fitzpatrick signed a one-year deal to remain with the team, and it was time to let Fitzmagic do its work. And nothing like going 2-0 and to open the season, with Fitzpatrick throwing for 819 yards and eight touchdowns, a 78% completion percentage, and two wins over Super Bowl contenders New Orleans and Philadelphia. He would, oh, man. He'd go on to throw three more touchdowns and a loss against Pittsburgh in week three, doing enough to keep the starting job when Winston returned. <laughs> As we all debated and talked about. Until the very next week when the curse of Fitzmagic rose again, he completed only nine passes on the day as quarterback Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears piled 48 points on the Bucks. Winston would regain the starting job as a result of the performance, but Fitzpatrick was not done, as Winston would get himself benched after a four-interception performance against the Bengals, a game that saw Ryan Fitzpatrick enter and throw two touchdowns to tie the game (laughs) 34-34. The Bengals ended up winning that game. That was besides the the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick came in again. Fitzmagic then struck again, reminding Bucks fans that there must always be pain, throwing three interceptions against the Giants and getting benched for the second time in the season. That's we're, we're in the current year, okay? Yes. What what does Fitzmagic do? Yes, he's retired, but what does Fitzmagic do? 
He settles with the Miami Dolphins in an open quarterback competition with Josh Rosen, a young man with a history of injuries and concussions. (laughs) Five days ago, reports were coming out that Fitzpatrick looked better than Rosen at OTAs. No, don't do it. (laughs) And then he retired. And then he retired to save us. (laughs) Save us or... Was it? I save mean, himself. I just we're like I to love, save the other teams. So we asked, enjoy it. Like you just, I love that. That this, that I was stealing this from some Reddit content. Obviously, that's the easiest way to find content for stuff is using Reddit to steal it. Yeah, but it's just a amalgamation of his stats and what happened over those seasons. The, they just they end it with. <laughs> The, the perfect Thanos quote from Infinity War. I ask to what end? Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here, or should I say, I am Fitzmagic. <laughs> Who's the Reddit user? We might give him yeah, shout credit. out the Reddit user. Who was Oh, yeah, it? of course. That's, that's a really good, well-made long post. This is uh, user Enterprise90 uh, on our NFL. You did good, friend. They, com- they compiled the stats. Congrats to you. What's really that picture? An old picture. Oh, it's of it's of T.O. It's the 98-yard touchdown to T.O. Mm. Man. Oh, man. A moment of silence for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sorry, right, but like a real moment of silence to uh, legendary quarterback Oh, Bart yeah, Star. an actual, yeah. Like, let's, you know. Let's transition to that real quick. Bart Starr has passed away. Legendary Packers quarterback and the literal man winning what the first two super bowls first two super bowls and multiple nfl championships prior to the existence of the super bowl right legend absolute fucking legend yeah. the, it was all right the, pa- <laughs> <laughs> the packers dynasty <laughs> the packers dynasty transitioned from nfl championship to super I mean, bowl if you, era if you don't have if you don't have another uh, franchise that you know if you don't have bart star the uh, lombardi trophy becomes the stram trophy and right we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs being the best team. The second of all time. fiddle to the Packers in the beginning of uh, yep. the Super Bowl era. <laughs> the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the dominant team in the '60s, not the Packers. If that Super Bowl goes another way, if Bart right. Starr isn't the player, yep, isn't playing, yep. So, um, did you guys see uh, Khalil Mack already wants a new contract? Already? What the fuck? Yeah, I guess he wants wording in his new contract that he wants. He wants uh, incentives for any sacks or tackle for a loss that occurs while he's on field. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Not the ones that he does. Right. Just the ones that occur while he's in the game. Right. He's, he's saying that he creates so much pressure and takes up so much blocking that anything that happens is because of a result of him doing his job that well that's gonna set a new he precedent wants, though he wants twenty five thousand per tackle for loss and seventy five thousand per sack holy shit i don't I... bears are gonna go broke yeah the yep. bears are gonna like run out of cap space they they have too many people to sign soon and i don't know he also any he also wants uh 125 000 for any touchdown that occurs after a defensive turnover. <laughs> Whether it be a punt or any, like, it could be a 99-yard drive by Mitchell Trubisky. 
and he wants one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. I mean, he's responsible for it. He's the best player on the team. I get it, but like Khalil, honey. Well, you know what's weird? You know what's what's weird about that? Huh? Is that's not even the weirdest story that I saw? Because I did see the thing about Khalil Mack. Did you guys hear the story about Jared Goff? Oh no. Okay, so apparently, uh, the other day, you know, it, I I hate calling it the Mercedes Benz Stadium. I just call it the Falcons Stadium because yeah. when I think Mercedes Benz, I always think the Superdome. I call it the stadium with a Chick Fil A that yes. still doesn't open on Sunday. That still doesn't open on Sunday. Yeah. So apparently they were. You know, obviously it's the off season and there's really nothing going on in Atlanta. So there was just like general staff running around and, you know, keeping up the maintenance and stuff like that. It's a big facility. It's a brand new facility. <clears throat> so um, one of the uh, janitors was going around and they decided to go into the locker room and they found Jared Goff there. Oh? Uh, Jared Goff was in the locker room in Atlanta, uh, still in his pads. And they asked him what he was doing there and he said that uh, after the Super Bowl, Coach McVay never told him to go home. <sighs> So uh, he didn't know what to do. Uh, so he's just been standing there, waiting for uh, Sean McVay to tell him what to do. I hope someone's been feeding him because if he's malnourished, he's, he's not going to be. He's been getting fed every day except Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go to Chick Fil A. So right. have Chick Fil A, but on Sundays he can't eat. Right. I get it. I get it. Okay. Speaking of the Rams, the Lord's Day. Mm. Was there another story about the yeah, Rams? Yeah, there's another story about the Rams. This one's about uh, good old Todd Gurley, though. So you know, you've been hearing he's been having arthritis issues in the knee, right? Yeah, yeah I feel bad for him. Well, we've uh, science has come a long way, guys, and now we have doctors looking into completely replacing his knee using fragments of other players' knees, and so far, <laughs> I mean, he's got enough had, money to do we've it. Had We've had contributions from Arian Foster, Adrian Peterson, Dave Johnson, and Sean McVay himself have all decided to give pieces of their knees to save Todd's knee. And it's it's truly a magical thing. Dave I love Johnson's science. an active player. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah but he was 27. He's over the yeah, hump. Yeah, he, could, he, say, he, huh. said, he said, quote, I'll grow a new one. <laughs> all right. Man, kudos to David Johnson for being so uh, is, unselfish. So this is like the step beyond stem cell. Right, yeah, they're 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 actually this just making like, like this is like stem and leaf cell. They're just fusing yeah. the cart. Apparently, they're just doing a system to fuse the cartilage together, and then but the only problem is he might not respond well to the knee, and maybe he'll just get arthritis again. We're back where we started. He's gonna have he's gonna have the greatest running back knee of all time. Right. It's, think about all the legends that are in that right. knee. Think about all the yards. Yeah. And all the injuries to those knees. Yeah. It, it might. This might not work, Justin. It, it could backfire, but yeah. you know, for the advancement of science, I I'm glad that. They're in for it. I, th- I think Todd will come out okay. It explains why uh, Sean McVay has not been uh, keeping up with Jared Goff because he's been recovering from his... Getting a uh, little little part of his knee taken yeah, out. Yeah, a little part of his knee taken out. Yeah, but he'll come back for him, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I mean, Jared Goff's eventually, you know, they're going to have to start practicing pretty soon. Did uh, Was was Jared Goff allowed to take his uh, gear off? I guess not. They found him in his pads. Oh, whoa! That's you know, he's McVay, be sweating. McVeigh never told him to take him off. I'm glad that I'm glad that stadium is uh, well air conditioned and leads those locker rooms. Or else he'd be sweating real bad. It is. It's probably very nice. He probably still smells bad. Oh, he, he's gotta. I mean, yeah. He just got done like getting destroyed in the Super Bowl. Right. So. Uh, talking about young quarterbacks, um, Pat Mahomes this year said he's only going to be throwing with his left hand. <laughs> uh, just to make things interesting. He, he's got to do something to be... He him. said last year was so fucking boring. Like, he couldn't... Uh, 50 he need, touchdowns. Yeah, he needs to season that season with some catch-up. <laughs> so so, so he's, he's just he's just going to... He's just going to be left-handed passes. Right, but not, like, full-on, like, Michael Vick passes. Like, these are just going to be, like, flick. 
Well, he's you know. he's saying that he's just going to try like just regular passing with his left arm this year. Uh, if it you know if he gets the same result, he's probably going to have to regress into just flea flickers and stuff of that nature. I mean, he's going to have a he's going to have a rough time with you know anything like deep. You know, probably yeah. going to be tough. You know, speaking of the Chiefs though. Um, apparently, uh, there was a new barbecue buffet place built in Kansas City. Yo. And, uh, the other day, Andy Reid was found shirtless and confused <laughs> outside of, uh, this new establishment. He doesn't seem to have any, like, memory of, like, going there or what he got or where his clothes went. But there's a lot of interesting stories coming out of Kansas City this, uh, this offseason. It's definitely been an eventful couple of weeks. So <laughs> I heard this is this is just speculation and from Twitter, but I heard that it was like he was yelling, "Where's Vic? Get me Vic!" Was that was that what they were saying? I that, I didn't watch the I didn't watch the security cameras. I didn't the, watch that part I, of the I mean, Bleacher Report. No, I didn't see it either. I didn't you know I didn't watch it or anything. But I just that's what I saw on Twitter that somebody saying that he was yelling. I also saw like a few uh, like about an hour later somebody recorded footage of him still without a shirt on, uh, him walking up to a subway, right afterwards. And uh, I I hope he's I hope he's okay. You know. I think I saw that he like stumbled into like a bush. Yeah, and then like, whatever and then, happened like, at that barbecue place must have been bad. And then he got the he finally got the door open and walked in there. And they asked him to put a shirt on. He he asked where Vic was and. I just hope. Well, I don't know if he was drinking or not. I just hope he's okay. You know. He might have just had too much chicken. Oh yeah, that could be. Got chicken drunk. Chicken drunk. Yeah, you know? yeah. Then he's just trying to get a sub to kind of like chase it. I feel bad. It was a brand new place they built, and now Andy Reid's, you know, kind of stained it. You know, stained its reputation a little bit. It's no, like, I think I think people are gonna be cool with it. I think everybody loves Andy Reid. They're gonna be like, like, oh, Andy Reid, what's shirtless there? Let's go. It's like when right. Kelly Pavlik ever bought a bar around us, and we just drink it under into the red and You're leave right. it. Yeah. Um did did you see that Antonio Brown might miss time? I not I mean every time I see something about Antonio Brown and the Raiders I try to not read it cuz it makes me sad. Well, I guess he uh he was the last time he uh bleached his mustache. He used the wrong kind of bleach and it badly damaged his sense of smell. And he says that he's part of his Six sets as the greatest wide receiver, his words, is that he can smell where the ball is going. Really? Yeah. So, he can, like, smell where the defenders are. Yeah. So he uses that. that explains a lot. Yeah, he uses that to uh, kind of help him locate the ball and everything. And uh, so he says he might miss time. And that kind of makes sense. You figure I, somebody, some you know, defenders running towards you, they probably smell like balls. You know, John Gruden and Derek Carr are fucking pissed because they're like, what the, who the fuck smells the ball? Like, just fucking play the game like everybody else. And Antonio's, you know, doing his diva shit. Like, this is how I play the game. You signed me to play the game the way I play it. So how much time do they think he's going to miss? They don't know how long it's going to take for his uh, well factories to get back up to standard. Uh Sniffing conditions. Right. His uh, snooter to booter. Snooter to booter. Uh, Speaking of, like, I guess kind of rounded to the Steelers here. uh, There were reports that... uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was seen uh, playing Fortnite with Mike Tomlin, and it apparently uh, got—he was uh, Mike Tomlin was doing really horrible, and Juju tried really hard not to, you know, chastise him or anything. He was being really good about it, but then, uh, but then uh, Tomlin tried to tried to dab in game, 
with, with he bought he bought the dab Ooh, animation he, of and course he bought did the dab it animation, and then right. and then it, I guess it just set him over the edge and then he quit and now uh and now uh, Tomlin wants to uh make sure he gets a lower contract next year oh cuz he he was his feelings were hurt yeah he was his so. feelings were hurt he's a very emotional coach you know right and God, then, uh, he, oh, he, oh, he's very much a player's coach, but when the players, you know, go against him, it's... Yeah, and you know, Ben is also a very avid Fortnite player, and apparently the entire time he was standing behind Tomlin with a baseball bat, uh, getting ready to punish him for losing. Every missed shot uh, yeah. resulted in one swing. Yeah, so we'll see where Tomlin's head is at when he comes back. I guess since we're doing news, um, we'll stay in the AFC North. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but Colin Cowherd had some really harsh and completely false uh comments about the cleveland browns were made he oh, went no, on not air again he went on air and said that they went seven eight and one last year which is clearly false and totally made up by him because he just clearly is trying to you know make it out that cleveland's just awful and he lies about everything i mean he does uh, he just tries so to so clicks, so baker obviously. mayfield jumped on there and said you clearly don't know what you're talking about we totally didn't go seven and eight and one last year you're a hack and you don't know what you're talking about so man, these media people with their with their fake stories that they put out there, you know, these lies and all this, you know, just trying to get people to, you know, buy into this fake crap. You know, we don't do that here yeah. on Football After Dark. I'm just I'm just glad that we're all honest. You know, we don't have any of those hot takes right. that they try to spew out there. Um, this is this would have been good to follow up to your Jared Goff story. Uh, it kind of comes full circle. They. Matt Ryan's going to be at Gillette Stadium this year uh, for Diplo's super mega ultra mad decent block party at Gillette Stadium. Was he just like hanging out or is he like... He's going to be... He's actually opening for Diplo. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's finally getting his shot at uh, on stage. Yeah, he wants to see what... Uh, he wants... He's, he, he said EDM's a real big passion of his, a passion project. Uh, he's actually spent... a good chunk of that you know 30 million dollar contract on like these light equipment and Mm -hmm. uh dj equipment and everything and like he's had some uh artists from uh i think paris like trying to design like this head costume thing for him and it's just not have you ever you know his his edm name right he tries to keep it like Usually because he wears, like, you know, like you say, he wears, like, headpiece. The people don't want to know that it's Matt Ryan because, you know, obviously it would kind of, like, change their opinion of his music. Right. His name, he goes under the surname uh, Icy Matt. So, you know, Mm. clearly, like, you know, he's got to keep it ambiguous as to who he is. You know, you don't want to keep that. I mean, Grant, we just kind of spilled the beans. But, yeah, it's a big uh, opportunity for Matt. He calls himself Icy Matt, but I don't don't see no ice on him. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't really wear, you know. He doesn't have any rings. Right. This is really a really weird. good uh, transition into uh, newest stories to talk about. Speaking of ice and the uh, natty variety, um, Rob Gronkowski, you know, he's retired now, and he doesn't have much to do. So apparently he's been spotted at Patriots OTAs, but he's been just sitting at the sideline with a rather large cooler, just downing natty ices. And apparently he's grown a rather large beer gut and what? just watching everybody he's play. He's just straight ignoring it from Endgame. Yeah, he's Wait. just put on the weight, man. Why does he... Gronk could drink any beer he wants. Yeah. Why is he drinking Natty Ice? Because it's cheap, and he but doesn't like spending money. He does. You can like, buy that... Natty Daddy three packs, and he laughs. Yeah, and he's just he's just crushing them. That's actually true. 
that he actually doesn't spend a lot yeah, of money. I know. That's so it's the story. So it's totally right. Well, no, that's what that's what that's what adds validity to the story. Right, and why it's right, true? Yeah, because he doesn't like spending money. So he buys right. like he buys like every day. Apparently, he walks in with about nine natty daddies, mm-hmm. and he which is a three pack of of twenty five ounce natty ices. And he puts them in this rather large cooler, and he sits there and watches the Patriots practice while just slamming them. And About Bill Belichick walked up to him and asked him if he was okay, and then he just didn't listen to him. He doesn't need to listen he, to the him The only anymore. person he's been looking at, apparently, is Tom Brady. Apparently, it's making him a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's very out of shape now. I wonder how he's going he's gonna to make it. I mean, you know, it's only I'm one sure, offseason. I'm sure uh, Alex Guerrero will work his magic. And- right. Stretch him out and get him hydrated, you know. Then stretch him out again and hydrate him some more. Maybe after that he'll stretch him out a bit. I'm Maybe sure hydrate if, him. I'm sure if he told uh, Gronk <laughs> to drink some water, he'd drink a natty daddy. Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> is Alex Guerrero's, like, system just treating people like pizza dough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, maybe maybe that is what he does. He just, yeah, he just treats you like, do you ever see, okay, it's really weird, but, like, part of the the Tom versus Time documentary is of, like, Alex Guerrero's in it, and they show, like, after, like, like, what Guerrero does, it's basically just, like, he's basically, basically it's a glorified masseuse, is basically what he is, but, like, it's so weird, like, he basically, like, gives Brady this, like, massage, but he does it in a way, it literally looks like, like, it, that's why I laughed, because it's like, it literally looks like he's, like, kneading pizza dough. Like, it's the weirdest, like, he punches it, like, he chops him and he punches him. Like, it's so weird. It's, like, the strangest thing ever. Flick some water on him. Yeah. And like, some more. Put some, like, flour on him. Like, gets a big roller out. Excuse me? Yeah, Matt, we're talking about uh, all the stories that have happened over the last couple of weeks in this eventful NFL offseason. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, he poured some pizza sauce on Tom and then sticks him in the oven at 350 Just degrees Just like Corey's song he serenaded minutes. us with at the start. And then he comes out, like, basically ageless. Roll out After some he pizza comes out though. of the oven, he also tastes pretty good, apparently. <laughs> Does he now? <laughs> yeah. Where do you? Where was that? I didn't see that part. Who, who, in the, uh, uh, who's uh, been Alex out here, Voren? Oh, Alex Guerrero said it. Yeah. Oh, Alex Guerrero be Voren. Yeah, but then it just it grows right back since he's so like, you know, he's so flexible. Right. Wait, he self fours and so hydrated. Yeah. Oh, he just like eats himself. No, no, no he eats Tom. Oh, but then Tom grows back because because of EBTB twelve. Yeah, because of TB twelve. Right. EBTB twelve. Right. That was probably an, uh, like he probably mentioned that to you when you guys hung out I mean, at the Hardys. Like a year but, ago, it was yeah. like a year ago. It was cloudy. I, I didn't got. I, it was I don't cloudy. Remember, I can't remember everything. Well. It's cloudy. I couldn't uh, hear well. Speaking of eating, uh, people have uh, hey, Gen recently Hart. discovered. Damn. <laughs> he's here. He's actually here. I know he's here. Hi, Genhart. Hi. Uh, our, our, my my co-host from Gen Job Show is here listening in. I'm the fourth wall. Hello. You're the fourth wall? He's the fourth. Wouldn't that be the fifth wall since there's four of us already? That's not how that works. Are you stupid? Anyway. Yeah. We're in the Pentagon. We have found out. People have found out. Paparazzi have taken photos of uh, Frank Gore uh, going around and uh, grabbing uh, attractive women and then um, sucking their blood. People have found out that Frank Gore has retained his youth by being a vampire. 
Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, people he must also, be he must be like the last one. People also found him walking around in like a black robe reading scrolls. People think uh he might might think he's in the Dark Brotherhood from Elder Scrolls. It's very strange. But now That's we know why, why he retained his you, you want to know what? That's why that explains why him and Vince Carter have been hanging around so much. Yeah. Yeah, that'll Vince do it. Carter's still out there in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, VC. they're vampires. They're vampire buddies. Vin City. Right. I mean, he he used up all of his mortal powers in that one dunk contest and ever since then he had to transition to vampirism. That, that's, so now we have good confirmation that Frank Gore will be running at least 800 yard seasons uh, until we're all dead. I want, I want Vince Carter in next year's dunk competition. He'd win. Yeah, he would win. He's a vampire. Of course, right, he I know this is. I, oh, oh, I. You got one. Well, it's really morbid. It's really morbid. I don't know oh. if I should talk about it. Well, I'm gonna I mean, save mine for the end because it's not about football. Okay. Um. Well, we know John Gruden doesn't like Derek Carr, and he's been wanting to figure out what to do with him for like the longest time. Do we know? Do we know this? Yeah, that's why. That's why you know, all those reports are coming out about how he wanted a different quarterback last year. That okay? Yeah, yeah. There were there was some tension on the sidelines. But in it, some it's of those hard. Games. It's hard to you know when you have a person that like has a pseudo MVP year and looks like he could be good, but then he's not your guy, but he could be a guy and you're having trouble just, you know, it's your team, but you're having trouble just trading him. You traded away Cleo Mack. You brought in all these other things. So, uh, that's why the Raiders signed incognito recently. He's going to take their oh. car out for the team. Oh, Cognito is going to take one for the team by taking one out of the team. Oh, all right. You know what? I I understand now. Because he definitely doesn't belong on an NFL team. Because he's a little unstable. A little unstable, racist piece of shit. But, uh... He can get know, the job done. If he can get Derek Carr out of the AFC West, peace, love, brother. John Gruden would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. He really would. That's probably why. I mean, and maybe they'll just make Incognito the quarterback. He'll be the new hefty lefty. I don't know if he's left-handed. I don't know. They, they they won't need him after this year. They'll cut him. Then he can go like mentally unstable somewhere he, else. Then he can go and play with Pat Mahomes, and they could be hefty and lefty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that man anywhere near Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, your team's already fucking dipshits anyway. Right, but that man's like dangerous to like any. So, so apparently, it's Tyree Kill and Frank Clark. Frank Clark. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's uh. Okay, can I can I just say real quick because it sounds funny, Crank Flark. <laughs> did you say Crank Flark? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Call me right now, please. <laughs> All right. Name of the episode is Crank Flark. Crank Flark. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Crank Flark. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Corey, do you want to share your last story while Justin is hyperventilating at the other end of the table? Yeah, it's not Crank about it's, it's about sports. I got really excited last night because I realized that because I've been kind of looking forward to this NBA season because I knew it was like could be spelling the end for the, you know, the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Except it isn't because they're still just as good <laughs> without KD. But no, listen. Next year, this is all hypothetical, and I don't think it's going to happen. You could have 
in the West, in the West alone, you could have uh, KD and Kawhi on the Clippers, Steph and Draymond on Golden State, LeBron and Clay on the Lakers. Uh, you'd have CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard still in Portland. Uh, you can have Joker, Joe Kick and Walker in Denver. Uh, Paul Millsap's set to make like $30 million next year, and he's not worth $30 million, so he's definitely going to get cut or traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker could be a sign-and-trade uh, for the Hornets because I don't think they're going to keep him mm-hmm. uh, as much as Michael Jordan would like to. Uh, Harden and CP3 in Houston, even though uh, Houston says they want to blow up the roster. And then DeRozan and AD in San Antonio. That could be the West next year. So who's in the East? Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. And that's it. It's all they need. That's just it. Blake Griffin. So the box half the year. So the Milwaukee box just win the like win the East every single year. It's like, it's like when LeBron was on the Cavs. Oh yeah. Same it's thing. Sim- similar. Yeah. Same energy. One team. The season. The season starts in June. For the Cavs. <laughs> and pretty soon it'll just be the box. And then I mean I think it's already like kind of like a prologue to this. Uh, Zara Wade and Bronny are playing together in high school right now. Yeah, they're probably both going to go to Michigan because LeBron and Dwayne Wade really, really like Jawan Howard. Like, really like him because he played with them in Miami and was a coach for them in Miami, and he just got the job at Michigan, and they're both the same age. So LeBron's son and D Wade's son are probably going to be Michigan Wolverines, which is messed up. And then they're both going to go into the draft together and get drafted. That's going to be nuts. Probably by the Cavs in the Heat, which would be hilarious. <laughs> dope. Would it be dope? This, this, I don't want Bronny James to be on the Cavs. I, 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 I want him to be. I want him to be his own person. I know. Like I, have your own legacy. But. Yeah, but also, like, it was kind of cool when, uh, what's-his-face came to the Cavs. Um, can't think of his name. God damn it. He's on the Cavs right now. Yeah, Larry Nance. Yeah. Larry Nance Jr. Yeah, I mean, he that doesn't was matter. Cool. I know he doesn't matter, but that was still kind of cool. He got to wear his dad's number and everything. Like, I know you, like, like trying to fill the shoes of your father. He's going to probably be the all-time scorer or whatever and whatever points or rebounds and yeah. all that is like fucking choose to fucking fill but I still think it, like even if he was there for like a season like a not his last season but like kind of like Wade went to Miami for his last year he went to Chicago for the year before his last year right to play in his hometown but that's all I really got um that's all I got yeah not much happened this week no, nope. uh, outside of the really exciting things that we talked about. Yeah, that that was all. There's pretty a few really wild stories that happened yeah. this week, but not not too much other than that. We should start getting ready for preseason projections. Yes, next episode. I already did mine. Well, yeah, but <laughs> we, we have, have our... teams that we picked and stuff we need to talk about, and we need to start going over that shit. If you have your. Uh, uh, googly doc, whatever you used last have, time. I do have the googly doc. All right, good. Send that to us so we can make our projections again and I go over it. that shit. And... Yep. Are we doing? Are we gonna do it the same way we did last year, where we do uh, <clears throat> each week we do a division? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it would be it, we we take too much time to because we like to talk about other teams and then we do the divisions at the end. Mm-hmm. So because we're all gonna have the team reports and stuff. Yeah. So. A little more back into the regular fad pod. Regular fad pod. I, well, no, that's mean to say because this is all regular fad pod. Yeah, this is all pretty on brand for us. <laughs> this, is, this is this is who we are. If this is your first time listening to us, you picked get, a bad episode. You picked over, a real bad, bad episode. Get the fuck over it. Um, this is what you get now. Woo! Until Hell a couple yeah. of weeks, and then we're going to be doing, like you said, like team reports that we all drew. F- we didn't draw them. We drafted them, basically. I did mine in crayon. Corey did do his in crayon. Oh, I was going to use watercolor paints. I did mine on my phone, you fucking imbeciles. <laughs> I'm going to go out. I use my crayon on? <laughs> I'm, I'm going. No, no. I'm, I'm going out to fucking, like, Pacatans or some shit and yeah, buying some watercolors. Fuck yeah, dude. I got some watercolors. And an easel. Mine? I won't need an easel because I'm just gonna do my stick figure art on some paper and like okay I got this one right here. This is the Chiefs beating up the Broncos. You see the horse? It's the dead. He's beating a dead horse because that's what he does to the second time they play too. And then this is the Chiefs beating up the Raiders. You can tell because it's the stick figure I drew for the Chiefs. Beating up the the guy from the this Raiders. One's, this one's red and this one's no! silver. Okay. I thought you were going to say something else. I love you. <laughs> Wait, Wait. We have social media. Yeah. What is it? 